K-A-L-W. They're done. The Golden State Warriors season, which started way back in September, lasted just about as long as it possibly could. And in the final contest, it was Game 6 clay all the way. Clay Thompson, pull up, two-pointer, that's good. Thompson throws it. Thompson off the dribble, to the rack, layup is good. Game 6 clay is a reference to 2017, when shooting guard Clay Thompson made an NBA record 11 three-pointers in a must-win game at Oklahoma City. And just like then, in Game 6 of these 2019 finals, he was hot. Thompson pulls back, three-pointer, puts it in, Thompson for three, Thompson long three. Then, late in the third quarter, with the team rolling, it all came crashing down. Thompson running the floor! Left knee, now writhing in pain. Steph Curry slamming the ball on the court, so upset. It was a torn anterior cruciate ligament, the ACL, an all-too-common sports injury where the knee bends the wrong way. And everybody for the Warriors and the franchise in here in the stands holding their breath. Thompson was helped off the court, made a couple free throws, but then he was out for the rest of the game. The Warriors fought valiantly and they had a chance to give a final thrill to the last crowd ever to watch a game at Oracle Arena. NBA championship on the line. Iguodala throws it to Green, who catches it. Back to Curry, puts up a three. Won't go, rebound Cousins, deflected. Picked up by Leonard, falls to loose. They dive on it and try and call time. And a timeout call. It was chaotic, and then it was over. The Toronto Raptors took the crown. The beaten warriors headed to the locker room and the fans gave one last serenade to the home court. Now, a season of promise turns into an off-season of uncertainty. This is Bounce, the Warriors' last season in Oakland. I'm Ben Trefney. It played out as amazing theater, but instead of a triumph, the end of the season felt tragic. The Bay Area heroes give everything they had, but the basketball court turned into a battlefield of broken bodies. After their season was over, Coach Steve Kerr was asked if he wondered, what if so many people hadn't gotten hurt? Yeah, I mean, uh, more than the what-ifs is just um, just feeling, uh, feeling bad for the players involved. You know, um, the injuries are always part of um, the, the NBA season, any professional sport. Uh, injuries play a huge role and uh, it's just the the nature of these injuries the severity of these injuries what matters is um, you know Kevin Durant is going to miss next season with an Achilles tear and and Clay suffered a knee injury but it's just brutal it's just brutal what what these guys have had to uh, deal with and what they're dealing with right now Farewell to Arco, guys. Shirts here. Have pride. Shirts here. Time walks, guys. Farewell to Arco. Outside Oracle, fans dealt with a rare disappointment as they made their way home one last time. They spoke of heart, hope, and the healing they want for their fallen warriors, including Durant, who signed with the Dubs as a free agent in 2016, creating a team many thought couldn't be beaten. I think it's a tragedy, like a great tragedy. There's all this... Uh, consternation or uh, critique of him, even though I held a little bit, 
based on how he came to the team. But he's a legend for what he did. Next season, I hope we still have KD and Draymond and Clay and Steph and the Hampton Five, and that we just are ready to get back at it again. And another championship! We'll, we'll be forever Oakland, you know. The, the Warriors will always have a, a, a home in our hearts because that's where they won these championships. That's where they, they started the legacy here in Oakland. So that's my part of the remarks. I'll always be forever a Warrior fan and forever forever Oakland at the same time. Farewell to the Arco, guys. Ten only, guys. Ten bucks, guys. Those were Golden State fans Willie Johnson, Amy Fitzgerald, Kamika Dunlap, and KT, recorded after the final game ever at Oracle Arena. There are signs of the team all over the town, and that's not going to change for a while. In fact, the logo for this podcast is the iconic Warriors Bridge image dripping off a brick wall. And that's from a mural in Oakland by Illuminaries. Co-founders Tim Hahn and his friend Steve Ha were high school students in Newark during the 90s when they bonded over a fascination with graffiti art. Years later, they made free murals celebrating the Warriors, and that caught the team's eye. Tim and his crew are not only painting now for the dubs and Stephen Curry, but they're producing their artwork out of state and overseas. Janae Darden followed Tim Hahn around Lake Merritt and Oakland's Temescal neighborhood to learn more about how Illuminaries get it done. Uh, we are at the corner of 43rd and Telegraph in the Temescal area of North Oakland. Just putting up a little Warriors wall. I think we're going for clay. I think we're gonna make it a clay figure. As far as street art goes, Oakland, the Bay Area, um, San Francisco, they're very, there's no permit needed. And so that's an awesome thing for the city to do to allow building owners to make their own decision on what is on their building. This is unlike areas like Walnut Creek or other su suburbs, which require permits up to like $1,000 sometimes. So let's go back. So when did you start Doing, what do you call it? Graffiti art, tagging, writing? Graffiti is where the roots are from. And just growing up in the Bay Area, Berkeley, Oakland, Newark, Fremont area is where we all, all met and got together and started doing graffiti. Me and Steve, uh, Steve Ha. Uh, shout out to Nam. You've talked about running into the law when you were younger with your art. Back in the 90s, there were a database like of collecting all of the uh, tags. They're like storing them all. So that way when you got in trouble, they'd have like a long rap sheet for you of damages and whatnot. So we got, we catch a quite a big um, fine back in 99, 2000. What was the fine? It was uh, to, altogether was about, um, I think, I want to say like 27,000 or so, 28,000. So were folks getting locked up back then? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they were treating it in 2000. They made um, they made graffiti a felony. Um, they changed the law to make it like drastically more harsh. Before before 2000, it was um, I think you had to cause like five or ten thousand of damage to get a felony, and then they changed it to like five hundred dollars. So yeah, people were getting. We knew people that were going to jail, and you know, it was criminalized. Well, they lumped things in with gangs. Instead of um, fostering the creativity into something positive, um, they were like just coming down real harsh with really, really harsh um, punishments. Now more people are seeing it as art. If you look at graffiti now, the, the, the level of execution is just 
way up. Like people are just better at spray painting. The paint is better. Like the paint all comes from Europe now. And then also society has grown up a little bit also that where people are, they seen it around and they're not as afraid of it. And they maybe understand the culture a little bit more. And so street art itself is accepted and now it's even sought after. So all these building owners want a mural on their building. It's it's raising, they can see it raising the value of that neighborhood and and we've seen that firsthand of, you can change the neighborhood in a positive way with, with a nice piece of uh, street art. Wow, so graffiti art is raising the values of certain neighborhoods? I, I believe so, like that's, and that's kind of what is driving us. Like we go into some of these West Oakland neighborhoods that um, that, need, that looked like it needed a facelift and we just did a big mural and you know, the neighbors come out and they're thanking us and they're bringing us food and drinks and stuff. It's, it's been a positive response. When did this become a business? I think our first paid mural was maybe in like 2006, I wanna say. What happened was we transitioned into more like graphic design and digital art. And then at some point we were both like, man, we need to get back to painting real, with real paint because there's nothing like that that can replace that in the digital world. And so we just kept going and started getting a lot of work. And some of the work you've gotten is from the Warriors. You have your iPad here with some of your favorites, which this one is my favorite. Yeah, this is the uh, Mac Trey, we call it. It's the, um, you know, Curry as the Mac Dre figure. And can you, some people don't know who Mac Dre is. You know, Mac Dre is a Bay Area legend. Um, he's from Vallejo, but he was the, one of the innovators of the music you hear today that comes out of the Bay. And it's blue, the backdrop is blue, and then it's gold letters, and it says dubs, and then it has stuff like with this snarl, and his head's kind of cocked to the side, big fro. A cool story about this is this was done during the finals, I think it was like game three of 2017, I want to say, we, we, when we finished it, and it went kind of viral online, and the next day, uh, Steph was doing the this face like three times in that game. And so we were just like, I was just like, people were calling me like, look what, they were sending me photos like, dude, that can't be, a, is that a coincidence? Like, I wasn't sure. I didn't want to like assume it was because of the mural. But when I, I finally, you know, got to talk to him like, like later on, like a year later or something, I was asking him, he's like, of course that was because of the mural. He's like, he's like, I missed that mural because like, this mural got taken down, so. Are y'all on first name basis? Like he's like, Tim, what's everyone, up, Steph? <laughs> I thought everyone's on a first name basis with him. Um, I, I don't think he probably knows our name. He knows the luminaries. I don't think he knows our names or nothing like that. But uh, I mean, they told Unarmor told us that he had requested our work for his his store, so that was an honor. So I'm looking at here's another photo of you holding the trophy. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we got to. It, it was just a random. Thing. we had done a mural for the Warriors that the parade and it was like the after party where all the players were with their families how did it feel to hold it you know, it was way lighter than I thought how do you feel about them leaving the East Bay I know you live in the East Bay how do you feel about them leaving Oakland and going to San Francisco um I mean it's a little painful to hear at first I just I always look on the positive side it just could be so much worse I just I'm happy that they didn't go anywhere else definitely Will you still be working with them once they move to San Francisco, or do you know? 
I, I hope so. We're, I mean, we're we're maintaining our relationship with them, and we're trying to love to try to get some art inside the, the new stadium. Are people looking at you as a sellout, saying you're not street um, because you're profiting from this? Yeah, I mean, so as an artist, you know, there's people that think, oh, selling out, you're getting paid for the art. That's another hot topic, obviously. I have the amount of creative freedom to do what I want to do and do the type of art I want to do. I say no to people when they're trying to make me do art that I don't want to do or I don't believe in. So everything that we do, we're doing it because we have the freedom to do it and we're getting paid for it. So it's a win-win. So when you're done with this, are you just going to stand back and go, ah, I did that? <laughs> I mean, that's the worst The worst part at the end of a mural when you have to walk away from it. And a lot of these murals we do overseas sometimes. We're never going to see it again in person. So, yeah, we, we're going to have a few beers across the street there at the bar and just sit and admire it for a little bit and then move on. That was street artist Tim Hahn, co-founder of the mural team called Illuminaries. He spoke with Janae Darden. Thanks for listening to Bounce, the Warriors' last season in Oakland. The games are finished. Tough way to go out. But if you know anything about sports talk, it just keeps right on going. The Dubs have some busy weeks coming up. There's the NBA draft of college and international players. And more importantly, some players like KD and Klay Thompson are eligible for free agency this summer. If they don't sign here in the Bay, we're looking at a different team next year. Meanwhile, the off-season is when Golden State can put its attention on its charity work in the community. But with the team leaving Oakland, will that impact where the financial focus is going to be? We'll talk about that next time on Bounce. This podcast is a production of KALW Public Radio. Our theme music was made by Daoud Anthony. Artwork is by David Boyer with Illuminaries, and David worked on today's piece about those artists as well. The rest of our team includes Shereen Adel, Gabe Graben, Kristen McCandless, and Michael Swingen. I'm Ben Trefney. Despite the loss, can you just talk about all the emotions you're feeling that this is the last game at Oracle? I mean, for these fans, this is this is their Oracle. They love this place. And what are you feeling now that this is really over? I mean, a lot of different emotions, a lot of thoughts. Uh, no regrets at all about again, what we've been able to accomplish and, and even how this series ended. So we've had a lot of great memories in this building. And, you know, uh, whenever I drive by it, I'll have great memories of, again, what we've been able to accomplish in this building. And as we you know, move move across the bridge, want to be able to continue that and, and create new memories. So hopefully, you know, every fan that was in this building appreciates the journey and the ride. You know, every fan that was watching, uh, how Oakland held us down you know, for 47 years and turned the page to, uh, to you know, bigger and better things you know, coming for this franchise.